Hello, everyone, and welcome to One Control Port Podcast, episode 223. I'm Benjamin Yoder, here today, talking to you about video games. Um, we're going to have a little bit of a slightly different sl- show this week. You may not even notice. It, essentially, you know, we typically have like the, I'm playing this, you know, here's the news stories, and here's the upcoming content this week. Um, I, I d- was kind of short on that kind of stuff to cover. So I decided to kind of sprinkle in some, some different topics here and there, uh, just to kind of give the, the show a little bit more volume. I actually have played a lot of games recently, but, uh, we, it's stuff we've talked about before. So I don't want to go too, too in depth on it. Um, but one thing I do want to do is, is two things actually, before we get too deep into it. One, um, if you didn't see, if you're, if you're, if you're a weekly listener to the podcast, um, in the middle of last week. Uh, I put up a multi-tap episode for uh, that Kowloon Gate episode or Kowloon Curse episode of that indie game that I uh, uh, had an interview with someone on. Um, I just wanted to kind of bring that back up because I did notice that that video didn't really get, or that rather the podcast version of it, the audio version didn't get a lot of traction where the video version did get a decent amount. And maybe that has to do with the fact that I included gameplay in the YouTube version. But if you did, if you just tune into the podcast feed, you know, once a week, um, go ahead and check out that, that podcast that went up as well uh, a few days ago and, and, and give that a listen. Uh, I do have kind of a multi-tap podcast that I am looking to do in the future with somebody else. I got kind of a tentative yes. So we'll see, uh, we'll see where, how that plays out and when that comes around, but just get, let you know. And, and the, the previous podcast I did, the, the previous multi-tap one is going to be kind of hopefully the new format going forward, just because it's a lot easier for me to work with in terms of not having to dedicate a ton of time to, to making those multi-tap podcasts, unfortunately. Cause that was kind of the thing that, that kept me from making them after the PCFX one was like, oh my God, that was a huge project and, and way more than I thought it would be. So, so I want to simplify those down. So I can continue to kind of talk to people uh, without having to stop everything I'm doing for a month to do that. Anyways, um, and oh, and the other thing I want to kind of t- touch on before I get too deep into the podcast as well is uh, last week we talked about No More Heroes 3. Uh, I pretty much said everything I was going to say about it, and you're not going to really see a casual review from me on that because re- the reality is I think is that most of what I think about that game is out there with other people in the world as well. You can go look at a lot of different impressions, and I think you'll generally uh get about what i was thinking about the game so i don't think there's any real need to formalize that personally um but anyways the uh, the the one thing i did want to follow up on is that i actually did go and watch uh x plays no more heroes 3 review so adam sessler's review and uh one interesting point he made that i did kind of like once i once i thought about it, i was like oh this is actually true uh but i did not really talk about last time is the enemy diversity in that game not in the big bosses you fight obviously that's kind of the fo- focal pl- piece of no more heroes uh but instead of the fodder enemies you fight in between those big boss fights you know in the previous games they're typically you know just guys you kind of mash through um and this title each each kind of fodder enemy type has different roles they play whether that be like being a ranged enemy having kind of like a heavy frontal offense that you have to kind of get around or or you have you know agile swordsmen or like these big slow like super armor axe wielding guys um it just makes you have to think a little bit more about the uh the how you're how you're moving around in those arenas and where you're fighting and and when you should be dodging and things like that um, again, it was something that I didn't really think too much about until Adam Sessler mentioned it. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. That actually makes a lot of sense. So I'll let him claim his thoughts on that uh, kind of thing. Um, but I, I wanted to watch his review because I felt like if I was going to get a more mainstream review of that game and, and probably how people were feeling, 
um, I feel like he was a, probably a good place to check uh, there. And I, I generally like Adam Sessler quite a bit. So, so yeah. Anyways, all that aside, um, one thing I did want to talk a little bit about, though, is, you know, with No More Heroes 3 being, uh, me being done with that, um, I think I kind of realized that that might be the last game for me this year that I'm really going to check out. Um, I know a few people have mentioned I should check out Cruising Blast. I thought about it, or whatever it's called. I can't remember. Um, I thought about it, but I think the reality is is that it is very, at least the arcade experience I played, is very Cruising-like, which I think is cool, and I think it's probably a neat game. Uh, but the reality is I think I, I don't really have a need to check that out, or I don't really feel the need to check that out. I think the arcade experience I got was like, yeah, okay, I get what's going on here. Very flashy arcade racing game, that's for sure. Um, uh, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a game I think I could probably move on with my life. And, hey, maybe someday in the future I find it as, uh, as, as, as at the right time for me to pick up, then I will, I will do so. Uh, one point I made to, to somebody on stream as well is, like, I have 30 billion racing games laying around already. So I don't really have a need to, to, to just, just, like, go and buy another one if I don't have a particular draw towards it, right? It's not a Kondagawa Jet Girls, dude. <laughs> so, so yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think in terms of what's what's coming up, the, the big ones that, that are probably, um, or really the only title that I, I have any interest in, and unfortunately it's just on the wrong platform, is Final Fantasy VII, The First, the first Soldier. That's that Battle Royale Final Fantasy VII game. It's like a third-person shooter, but it also has melee action elements. Uh, I don't know if it's built on top of like the Final Fantasy VII engine at all in terms of the remake engine, obviously, um, or if it's just generally set in the same world. Um, but I am interested in that, you know, being somewhat of a, I guess, a Battle Royale fan. I've played PUBG and, and Apex, so that's two Battle Royales that I've spent you know, at least a hundred hours in each, I think 300 in PUBG. So, but unfortunately it's iOS and Android only. So unless it comes to PC, I probably won't check that out, but I am interested. I think there's a Tokyo game show, uh, showing for it. I'll be interested in kind of sitting down and watching, like, uh, I would assume they would show like a full match on there. They may have already shown a full match in the past, but that'll be a good time for me to think about it. Um, there's also Metroid Dread, which is something that my friend mentioned to me. He's like, are you interested in this? Um, especially because when I came out of Super Metroid, I am much more interested in what where the Metroid series went after Super Metroid. Uh, I did it on a podcast, or talked about it on a podcast a couple episodes ago, or a few episodes ago. So if you didn't hear me talk about that, you know, just go back in the archive, you'll find it. Um, but uh, we, I think Metroid Dread specifically is a game that is just not really doing what I want it to do. Not in a, in a way of like, oh, this is not the direction I want the Metroid series to go kind of thing, but more of just, it has, um, or at least so far, the gimmick, the main gimmick that's being sold is like, hey, there's this unkillable guy that's chasing you around kind of thing. Um, and I don't particularly like that element of, of a lot of games. Admittedly, I will say it's typically when I think about uh, survival horror games specifically, uh, mainly because of resource management and things like that. But I haven't really seen a game that does does that kind of like unkillable enemy chasing you in a, a super convincing way or a super enjoyable way, maybe I should say, because um, I, I typically don't like that element. Even like Sonic Adventure, I did not like that element as well. Um, at least nothing's coming up to me off the top of my head. So um, I think there's just other places in the Metroid series I'd like to go and look right now. But hey, I'm super glad Metroid... Uh, fans are finally getting another 2D Metroid uh, that is kind of, I guess, advancing the story forward. If you care about the Metroid lore, uh, I personally don't have any real investment other than I like the Bounty Hunters. I mean, I Metroid Prime First Hunt was like my main Metroid experience for a, or not First Hunt, Metroid Prime Hunters, rather. First Hunt was the demo. Um, but Metroid Prime Hunters, like the main Metroid experience I had for years. And I like the Bounty Hunters in that game. That's, that's a part of that game I really enjoyed. I like Weevil. 
my favorite character, Weevil. I probably have make that joke, or not a joke, but like make that exclamation every time I talk about Metroid. <laughs> but but uh, I do like that the bounty hunters like existing in the world and kind of uh, uh, kind of competing with Samus. I like that aspect of of uh, hunters. And uh, I don't know if Metroid Prime Three really goes that direction, but I do know there's other like entities that are kind of like hunters that are that are in the world as well. I don't know what their implementation looks like. I don't think they're nearly as baked into the game as hunters on the DS, but. That, that, that's something that I think is, is when I think about Metroid and story, I think of the bounty hunters in that world, which I think is not what anybody else is thinking about when they think about Metroid. So, so yeah. Um, and then not something that hasn't come up yet, but, but one game I did kind of skip over this year, um, is The World Ends With You, uh, Neo, The World Ends With You. I'm still on the fence of whether I'm going to pick that up or not, uh, just because I just don't foresee a near future where that game's going to fit into my, my list of things I want to check out. But if there's one thing that's left over from 2021 that I, I really should probably look at someday, it's probably The World Ends With You um, in terms of, of uh, games I have not bought yet. So I have bought a couple of games that I do want to sit down and play through. Um, one we'll get back to here in a minute because I did sit down and play some more of it. And the other one, uh, Monster Hunter Stories is a big one. And then also Blaster Master Zero is something I need to sit down and play through as well. Um, uh, that's, yeah, I'll, I'll get there, but I just, I'm, I'm kind of glad that there's nothing else coming up this year that I need to do. Obviously I have a huge backlog and huge things, like set of things that I, I plan to do with that backlog. Um, so the more time I have to not have to rush out a video to line up with the release of the game, of a game, the better that Balan Wonderworld video. And to some extent, the near video, um, they're just very unpleasant experiences to, to try to rush a video that way. And do it right, I should say, because because you can you can I can put out a Battle of Wonderworld video the second I beat it, right? All I gotta do is turn on that microphone and 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 ramble away. But still, that's not how I want to do a Battle of Wonderworld video kind of thing, right? So so it's 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 something that I I, I don't particularly uh, miss having to do, uh, kind of keeping up with those, I guess, artificial deadlines based off you know catching the wave. Um, I do think that it's one of those things that as well, looking at the Balan Wonderworld video, like the, the wave was clearly there and is clearly gone. It doesn't really get views anymore. I'm sure there are Balan videos that do get views out there because they are the, you know, more popular videos. Um, but, but at least that video in particular, you know, it got like it's 2.6 K views and then life has moved on basically. <laughs> so I don't think anyone's really watching it at this point, which is, which is fine. Um, there's also other positive Balan Wonderworld videos out there now as well. Um, maybe not as, uh, separated from the game as I was, you know, I think that there are fans out there who really like Balan Wonderworld and Hey, that's great. I love that. I want to know about why you love Balan Wonderworld, right? Uh, but I thought Battle of Wonder World was like a good game. I, di I didn't love it. I just thought that it was a good game. And then uh, generally I thought that, you know, the people are just being too hard on it. But <laughs> that's, I feel like that's that's me normally these days. It's like, oh man, people are freaking out about something that doesn't really matter that much. Uh, in my opinion. Especially when you have the great choice of buying or not. <laughs> and then playing a demo beforehand to see if you liked it. Although again, I stand by that demo is not a great demo. Uh, I, I think they're, well, the, the, the way people played the demo initially, um, or at least what people would be generally expected to play in a demo was not very flattering. I don't want to sit there and say you played the demo wrong because you didn't, 
Um, but if you, unless you really committed time to that demo to see the other worlds and how the costumes interact between them, you wouldn't really understand what makes Balan Wonderworld appealing, in my opinion. Um, and again, I'm not blaming that on the player, though. If you make a bad first level, you're going to lose people that, at that point, right? That is that is something that is on a, the game design's fault, right? So, so yeah. Anyways, uh, that's that for that's it for that. Uh, in terms of what I've been playing this week, though, uh, I did go ahead and replay Ojo Sama Sosomu. Um, so this was uh, the I guess you could say is somewhat of the localized name called Debutante uh, Detective Corps. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit here, although I've already talked about it on the podcast before and on stream and things like that. Uh, we actually streamed this game a while ago, but one thing I wanted to do with Ojo Sama Sosomu was one, make an English guide video for it. So that is done, and that's going up next or this week actually. Um, and, and the other thing I wanted to do was, uh, better understand the detective confrontation mechanic. So if you don't know, with Ojo Sama Sosomu, it is a maze game. You basically are a thief infiltrated these buildings. And when you're in there, you're basically dodging traps. And also you're dodging these detective, uh, te- detectives that follow you. And being a PCFX title, they're all, they're all ladies that, that are chasing you around, essentially. And, um, so the, the, the trap aspect of that game and, like, the puzzle solving is, is, you know, for the most part, fairly straightforward. There's definitely some things you need to know about that game, which was part of the trouble with that video I'm having, I had to put together this week was, like, I actually had to explain way more of the game than I really wanted to. It's a longer video because of that. I I usually want to keep it, you know, pretty short, but because there's just a lot of things I felt like I needed to clarify before we got too deep into it, um, I thought it was important to, to do so, especially since um, the, the second mechanic that I want to talk about is the, the confrontation mechanic, which is when you actually get caught by a detective. You get in a one-on-one uh, kind of, you know, stance with them where you have a text box under them and you can make a variety of choices whether that being shooting like a flare bullet um or disguising yourself to look like one of the other um uh, detectives and then having to like use a password that you buy off of the kind of information peddler between missions and things like that um and and also there's like uh, the ability to use a variety of tools that you can like scare them or tickle them or things like that you know tickle them because again they're women it's a pcfx game <laughs> Uh, so it's fan servicey in, in, in that regard. Um, but anyways, so so I really want to learn and interact with that mechanic a bit more. And it is something that I, I think is like a fun thing to see. If you just want to see like the different interactions those characters have, their different reactions to you. Um, and then like it's kind of fun to do the disguising thing and have to like, you know, it's not really you playing up like that you're another character. You're just basically saying, I bought this tape with a password on it and I can use this in place of of uh you know having to actually give an answer um but it, it it's it's something that i think um is just kind of fun to interact with and and it's kind of like the concept of which is, is neat as you kind of interact with these characters directly in a way and then you're basically doing that as a way to try to escape or deceive them or things like that again i think it's fairly shallow maybe in the actual implementation and and ultimately a lot of the items in there are kind of dice rolls whether they work or not so at that point you know you kind of might as well just run away kind of thing so, and that's a point that I make in the video is that you really don't have to interact with that mechanic if you don't want to. And as you saw on stream, we basically did not interact with that, with that mechanic. After a certain point, I was like, I don't know what's happening. I guess we're just going to run away from every encounter kind of thing. Uh, but actually sitting down and learning how it works, it, it's 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 fun and, and cute, right? Um, but, but it's just not something that's very essential to the main game, I think, for the most part. One thing I will say that I did kind of, uh, miss, or rather, rather, I feel like is, is kind of a detriment to the game, is that there are skills in that game that are 100%, or at least seem to be 100% guaranteed that they will, um, uh, deflect 
the detective from from coming towards you. So whether that be the ability to tickle them, scare them with a chicken mask, throw a frog at them, things like that. Um, and the fact that it was potentially like a hundred percent guarantee, or at least a very high probability would succeed meant I leaned really heavily on those. And there's not a ton of variety between those scenes as far as I could tell. So it does kind of limit those down that once you understand who is scared of what, um, you can basically just use those items and, and stock up on a bunch of them and not have to interact with the rest of the conversational mechanics of the game. Uh, it's a short game though. So, you know, by the time you figure all that stuff out, uh, there's a good chance that you you may have seen a lot of the little fun things like the lady who brings out the puppet is going to hit you with a hammer or when when the uh, when they do like the, the, the roulette wheel where God determines your fate kind of thing. Those kind of things are still in there and still fun uh, if you before you understand how to kind of game that mechanic in a way. So anyways, I, I had a lot of fun with it um, and, and I enjoyed playing through it again. It is a game that requires a ton of patience, but if you are curious about Ojo Sama Sosomu, I'll have that video going up this week. Um, and I hope you hope you enjoy that. Um, there is an issue with the script that I didn't realize until I was already done, where I say the word options about five times in three sentences, which sucks. But at this point, I'm just going to let it be and and move on with my life. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Also, I went ahead and, and uploaded the Debutante Detective Corps OVA. So this is an OVA for, for Ojo-sama Sosomu that actually got an official localization. Um, so I uploaded it. It has a dub and a sub version on there. I couldn't get the sub version to display in archive.org properly. So I did when I went ahead and like recorded the sub version separately. Uh, but I did include the disc image. So if you want to, you know, do whatever you want to do with that DVD disc image, it's there for you to do. I also scanned all the box art stuff for both the DVD and the, um, game itself with the manuals and everything so if you want to see some art for that game uh there, there's some stuff uploaded there um i also ordered a book an ojo sosomu book book for like 20 bucks i think it's a light novel i don't think it's like a uh book that's gonna have a lot of like graphics in it and anything and obviously i'd love to scan an entire light novel but that's a nightmare <laughs> so i probably won't but i just want to kind of verify what it is and 20 bucks is like eh I'll do a dice roll, see what happens. Worst case scenario, you get like a high quality scan of the cover art, right? Because there there isn't one out there of that right now. So yeah, uh, I'm excited for that to go up. And I hope, you know, if you're a PCFX fan waiting for those English guide videos, uh, this is one of those games that I think is very accessible. It just requires a little bit of help to get you going. And uh, and yeah, so I'm going to hopefully do another one of those here, um, you know, I will say those PCFX videos, the, the follow-up ones, you know, are doing about what I expected for, for my channel for the most part. You know, they're about in line with the casual reviews and things like that. So I probably won't do like a heavy priority on them. Uh, but if you know me, that doesn't mean that I'm going to abandon them, or at least I'm going to try not to abandon them. I will continue to do them as much as I can. I like that system a lot. And I like whether that those videos get views or not, having the resource available out there is the big thing. That is important to me. So um, I, I I cannot guarantee I'll do the entire library, but but I think you sh should continue to expect them uh, coming. I don't know how often, but you know somewhat frequently. Ojo Sama Sosomu was also going to be one of the ones that la launched when the actual video went up or within that that time frame. Uh, but unfortunately, I just didn't really get around to it. So. Uh, I need to kind of look at uh, what I have here. I know Sparkling Feather is the one I really need to go back and revisit, but I got to play through Sparkling Feather again um, and also do a lot of uh, messing around with Sparkling Feather to figure out how to get certain things to work in that game. Um, and also, 
I uh, have the usual ones that we can talk about. Like Chojin Heki Zoroigar, I don't really know if there's a lot I need to do for that. Like, like it kind of feels like a waste to even make a video for that. So it's probably going to just be off to the side for now. And maybe if I can find something that makes sense for it, we will we will do it. Uh, I think there's some value in Kishin Zenki specifically behind just letting people know about the um, the uh, like Street Fighter special attacks you can do in that game. I've seen a few videos where people mention the fact that Chiaki is a very boring character to play, even though Chiaki is probably one of the more interesting ones. It's just they don't know that she has additional skills that you can use. It just requires additional like inputs, essentially. Or in the case of me, I just move that mode one to B, and then I just use the upper buttons. <laughs> that seems to work. So I think there's some value in making a very short video about Zenki probably at some point. Um, so, so yeah. Uh, one thing I did go ahead and play, and I, I've been wanting to get back to this for a long time, and that is DC Superhero Girls Teen Power. Uh, if you don't know, this is kind of a, a neat kind of open world-ish. It's not really open world, but there's, there's like hubs you go to, and there's like different things you can do in that hub. Uh, like go and collect things or go and do quests and things like that. Um, and it is kind of like a, a third person behind the back brawler, but it is kind of, you know, draped in this, uh, I, this IP called, you know, superhero girls. I don't know if teen power is part of the, the official name, but it is a teen version of, of DC characters that are all, all ladies. I don't know if any of them are like, you know, their, their main counterpart or like the, the an original character is like a male and then they made it a female or if they're all like Batgirl where like Batgirl is a defined character as a, as a lady essentially. Um, but, but you know, I don't know anything about DC. Hey, this is the most I've ever interacted with anything DC basically. <laughs> um, anyways, but, but I've been enjoying that. Um, you know, it, I think the one thing that I, that have kind of came away, uh, liking a bit more is that the combat has started to evolve a bit more before it was definitely very mashy. You just kind of depress the attack button. Um, but I've started kind of investing my resources in Batgirl specifically and using that to kind of get more, um, I don't want to say different skills because you don't really get different skills. You just kind of can upgrade your current skills, but you do apply some modifiers on that that make your skills more, um, useful. And, and so it makes it more sense to use like your R1 skill during the combat. And, and I do find that I, I am like the counter attack specifically, um, seem to be very potent on a lot of the, the later enemies in the game. So it's not just smashing the button. There's a lot of times where you're going to smash the button when you have a window opportunity and then you're going to kind of wait, dodge, counter, and then maybe use like your special skill kind of thing. Um, so I think that the combat has evolved a little bit. It's still very kid friendly though in that regard. You could just basically mash your way through it probably if you really wanted to. Uh, but, but in terms of, you know, keeping your HP up, there's like some additional rewards based off how you perform and things like that. That. So, so I, I am finding that to be an enjoyable combat system. There's also this really fun boss I did where it's like a robot in like a toy uh, place and you have to like kind of jump to, in around these boxes and destroy these generators. Like, you know, those toy blocks, it's kind of like a Mar like a um, Mario Kart Double Dash uh, block fort kind of thing where like some of the block fort was kind of like blocked off in a way that the, it wasn't in the 64 games. So you can go in like these tunnels and things like that. It's kind of like that where you kind of go and you go in the tunnel and you like go and break the generator kind of thing. Um, so it's, it was a fun fight for sure. And, and, uh, they also, uh, started unlocking villains, which I was excited about because, um, I think, uh, the, the game could use a little more diversity. Although again, you only have one EXP pool in that game. So it's a little hard to keep up with keeping one character, um, or keeping your characters leveled up. So I, I really have been focusing on that one. And then if, if another character kind of catches my eye, I've been kind of investing, uh, 
experience points into them. Again, not a hard game though. So like if you neglect one of the characters, I'm not really finding too many situations where they can't get through like a mission there where they may be required uh, as the as the the sole combatant of that mission kind of thing. It seems very easy, straightforward game. Um, and you know, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I think that's all I want to say about that. Having a good time. I think about two thirds of the way through. So hopefully wrap that up before uh, next week. I also played a little bit more Apex. Um, and specifically the re- reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, I played as Rampart a bit, which if you don't know, Rampart is this character who can basically drop down these like shield walls. And then they have like on the top of the shield wall, there's like an amplifier as well. So you can do like damage, like a booster damage as you shoot through this amplified wall kind of thing. And you kind of pick up and drop these shields, you know, as, as on a whim, you can hold up the three of them at once as well. And then you can also drop like a turret down. So she's a very defensive character. And I haven't really played a character like that yet in apex. I mean, I played Gibraltar for a very long time, which has the little like orb thing, but I feel like Gibraltar is more of your standard, uh, you know, character. He just happens to have like buffed up defenses, um, but Rampart very much is like, hey, you kind of want to set up shop somewhere. And uh, when it works, it works pretty well. I found I found dropping the turret down uh, seems to catch people by surprise pretty frequently. <laughs> and uh, and that turret hurts when, when people get hit by it. So I've enjoyed that. The biggest problem I found is that it's just really hard to push on people with it because you do kind of have to like set up a base essentially. And it's not really like you can you can break stuff down and put it back up with the exception of the turret. You have to wait for the cooldown on the turret again. Um, but it, it does give you the ability to, um, uh, like move around if you need to, but just actually setting up takes a little time. So it's just not, um, it's not easy to, uh, move around, I think. Um, and a part of this, 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 this challenge comes from the fact that, uh, your, your walls are not specific to you. They also can be used by enemies. So you don't want to just like leave encampments in places where somebody would have an advantage against you. Um, so it, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if you're going to abandon a, a group of like a, a set of walls and, and your turret and things like that, it's not a big deal as long as you're not, you know, walking with it to your back essentially. Otherwise you need to kind of break it all down and you're kind of just more of a normal character that that point but there are characters in that game that are very much just like hey other than the fact that they have these skills you know they are pretty much just like a normal character and you know the the mechanics of that game are built in a way that anybody can like you know win a firefight basically just certain characters have different advantages so if you're loba or something like that you don't really have a lot of options in terms of combat mechanics uh but you know the kind of the the, the thing with her is that you know ideally she can see a bunch of loot so you can like pre-gear up your character more so than other characters in the game or, or more so than other players. So ideally, you'd have an advantage on, on armor and things like that. But I won't get into the mechanics of how loot in, in Apex works and like how you can level up armor and things like that and why Loba might not be the best ideal for that situation or something. But um, I, 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 I did just kind of enjoy that different play style of having to, having to think a little more defensively and, and trying to find different ways in the environment I could kind of pin people in a way that would, would make it um, more challenging for them to kind of um, escape kind of thing. And I think, I think one thing I might try to do is uh, try to build or like maybe fight backwards more. So instead of like pushing into the circle, maybe like ride the edge of the circle and then build up defenses on the edge of the circle, at least in places that I did identify as, you know, kind of choke points or something like that, where I can kind of get, get people who are, are trying to come into the circle kind of thing. That might be something that makes a lot more sense, but 
uh, yeah, I, I'm excited to play more Rampart. Uh, that's probably the character that I've, I've really attached on to since Fuse. Um, I did try a few other characters, but none of them were really, like, jumping out at me, like Lifeline. Uh, Seer I enjoyed before the nerf on him, and then also uh, Loba. I didn't really love Loba as well, so... That's pretty much it in terms of games we've been playing this week. Uh, in terms of news, uh, we were actually recently talking about, for some reason, like I keep looking at the light instead of the camera, <laughs> um, but for some reason, um, or recently we were talking about uh, fitness boxing and and I think in the context of Brain Age last week, actually not Brain Age, sorry, uh, Big Brain Academy, Brain versus Brain, which is, uh, uh, um, uh, you know, that, that, that kind of brain training kind of game I mentioned last week. And I had a general conversation about just how I'm glad Nintendo overall has kind of like brought back these kind of products aimed at a more, uh, you know, I guess you call we crowd. I don't know. I don't know if casual crowd is the right word, but, but that kind of style of game where, where they're more than just, you know, your typical, typical Nintendo fan games kind of thing. Um, anyways, but, uh, uh fitness boxing Two apparently sold 900,000 copies worldwide. Um, which is, you know, a, 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 a big number. I'm pretty sure, uh, the first game sold over a million, if not, I, I seem to recall it selling over two, but I could be wrong about that. But either way, I mean, the, this game's building on top of the foundation of the previous game even, so I'd imagine the development budget was probably significantly less, although maybe they licensed better music that costs more, I don't know. But I'm glad it's, it seems to be doing well. Um, I would like to eventually get a copy of Fitness Boxing 2. I think I will watch the anime, or the quote anime, I think it's just going to be like a web series or something, um, but I, I, I'm looking forward to that as well. And then there was also the, the PlayStation Showcase this week, and, and there just wasn't a lot there for me. I mean, it's not too surprising being a PlayStation Showcase. If you don't know, first-party PlayStation games have not really been my thing the last console generation. The game that jumped out at me at all was Forspoken, which is like that Square Enix kind of open-world action game uh, by the Final Fantasy XV team. Uh, I do like how that game's looking. I like the different powers and stuff they, they have in that title. Um, a lot of the spells have a really good sense of impact to them. That's very important for me for that kind of game. And um, and I, I actually like the main character. I saw some people complaining about her, her quipping through the whole trailer. Um, you know, it seems very like early dialogue of her just being like, Oh my god, it's a dragon! Oh my god, I got magic! Ah, kind of thing um and, but i don't really expect that to be her her whole character or anything like that right i would hope that's not the case uh so it doesn't really bother me that much and she seemed like a fun character overall she's got a decent personality it seems like so i'm, I'm kind of more ex more interested in that game than i would have been again i'm not super sold on it i'm not a big open world game fan so so it's pretty rare you're gonna get me super interested in the game like that if it's open world but um, I'm more interested than I used to be, that's for sure. And the one other PlayStation showcase thing was uh, the God of War Ragnarok. And I have no interest in God of War Ragnarok. I had no interest in the original God of War either, or, or the original remake of God of War. Relaunching? Not remake. The PS4 God of War. The new one, not the old ports. <laughs> was there an old style PS4 God of War? I don't think there was. I think the last one was Ascension on PS3 before that. Um, I never had a ton of interest in God of War. The most God of War I've ever played was the God of War 3 demo, and I was kind of offended by that game in a lot of ways. <laughs> uh, at the time, at least. Maybe I'd be fine with it now. But um, anyways, uh, not offended in like a way that I was like, oh my gosh, this shouldn't exist. I just felt uncomfortable playing it at times. Uh, anyways, uh, the, 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 the point being, though, is um, or rather, something that, that I found kind of interesting 
And I don't want to, if you're interested in God of War, uh, uh, Ragnarok, I I'm not saying this as a way to be like, oh, you shouldn't be excited about your video game or, or it's not going to be, it's not going to be pushing the series forward or it's not going to be some technical marvel. This is not a commentary on any of that. Um, I think what, what, what I was surprised by was when I was watching the trailer, in my mind, it kind of came off as old. And I don't mean that as like, a, oh, it looks like a PS2 game kind of thing or something like that. What I mean by that is I think the fact that, you know, The Last of Us was a late PS3 game, right? And obviously all these Sony games that, that are these kind of like third-person dad adventures um, have their their own unique things going on and their their own games. And, and I don't want to, you know, trivialize that. There's a ton of work to put in these games and they're, they're probably good games. I do not like The Last of Us. I, I would probably say The Last of Us is, is a good game. I, I'm a little on the fence about that statement, but generally I will say The Last of Us is a good game. It's just a lot of things did not particularly vibe with me on that and uh but anyway so 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 this series of kind of games that have been this similar approach to you know third person behind the back kind of melodramatic melodramatic is that the word i'm looking for uh one of my friends used to call them like hbo tv series but i don't watch hbo (laughs) so i don't really know what that means either but you know just kind of like maybe a little too serious for its own good at times i'm sure they're mixed in with humor um, I mean, it's just making a bunch of excuses right now to basically try to cover up the fact that I'm just like, man, for something about this, like, like I kind of feel like it, it's time for us to move on from this kind of Sony game, or at least I expected us to be moving on from this type of Sony game. Um, maybe that's not, that it's not that it's time. I just expected us to move on. Um, and we're not moving on at least yet. Uh, and, you know, we haven't seen enough other Sony first party stuff that is outside of that style with Horizon and 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 god of war um that i really have a lot of confidence that will be um otherwise at this point i'd say to some degree um returnal fits in that space but really i would not say nah, I, I take the back i would not say returnal fits in that space i think returnal is its own unique kind of thing that's probably the first party sony game i'm most interested in i don't think i would check it out but i'm a big alienation fan that's a cool game alienation and and now same developers and it has a lot of the same things going on there so I'd be interested in checking that out to some degree. Um, but, you know, time. There's always time and how, how long it will take for me to actually play it. And I don't have a PS5 and I don't really need a PS5 at this point. So I, I don't know when I'd ever potentially get around to it. So anyways, I think that's it for this week, though. Oh, thanks for coming. Wugshowport.com is the website. In terms of upcoming content, uh, obviously we're doing the, the Scourge Hive podcast or uh, stream uh, this week at 7 p.m. Thursday. Um, so if you want to come tune in for that, that will probably be the last stream for Scourge Hive. We're in the last chapter of the game. So I think that will be the review day. So if you want to get it, come in and, and give your thoughts on Scourge Hive, that's the day to do so. Um, if you cannot make that uh, that stream time or day, though, feel free to let me know. I'd be happy to kind of bring in some notes uh, based off your feelings about Scourge Hive and consider them in our in our discussions. Uh, although I would, they should be brief, kind of bullet point kind of things. I don't really want uh, a full review to read. <laughs> so, so yeah. But uh, but if you want to send that to me, however you want to, Discord, Twitter, whatever you want to do, feel free to do so. Um, other than that, I have Ojo Sama Sosomu coming up this week in terms of the English PCFX guides. Uh, I'm working on a couple of, well, one GameCube video that's kind of like a list video. I don't really know when that's going to come along. I want to make it be like a shorter video in terms of production time. 
Uh, I think the video itself will probably be decently long, uh, but but in terms of the time it makes for me to or takes for me to put together, I would like it to be shorter. That being said, there's a couple things I would like to do that I think would slow that process down. Um, so I'm kind of up in the air of how I want to handle that at this point, but that is potentially coming forward. You know, this is kind of in line with what I want to say, what I said late last year, where I want to kind of make some some more straightforward, easy content to put out there that is that is you know maybe a bit more. I don't want to say clickbaity but a bit more trendy but is ideally when it comes to the content of the video will be very much my channel still um it's just a matter of maybe the topic itself will will be presented in a way that is more likely people will click on it <laughs> so so yeah we'll see though we'll see how that turns out what that turns into I also have like a follow-up video for Chibi Robo that I'm looking into right now kind of look at working out the details on that at the moment uh, I don't think it would be very hard to put together at this point uh, I don't think I need to do really any more research based off off what I know at this point as well. So it would probably be something I could throw together pretty quick. I am looking to see if I can um, find a way to see if there's a way I can get ahead of of the game news outlets out there. Um, again, I don't want to be too hard on them, but I, I found with the last two Chibi Robo videos I did, which were you know somewhat newsworthy. Uh, they, they didn't always get the information right when they kind of summed it up on their website. So I want to um, find a way that I can try to reduce that confusion, I hope. Um, whether I'll be successful will be another thing, but, but that is my hope. We'll see what happens. And worst case scenario, if I can't find make a path for that, I'll just make the video and then just send it out to the wolves. And then, you know, we'll see what happens when somebody is like, okay this happened at this time with this company and it's like actually no that is not how that happened kind of thing so so yeah um yeah anyways i feel like this this podcast is a little all over the place in terms of not only my words voice and also topics so uh hopefully it's not too inconsistent uh but otherwise though i hope you have a great week um and i guess that's it listen to the kowloon curse podcast if you haven't last week uh or this week um, I, I'm, I'm excited to do more of the multi-tap podcast and, and if you have feedback on, on it, let me know. I'd be happy to hear back. Um, there's definitely things I want to work on to improve the podcasts for sure for the multi-tap ones. But you know, the more I know about what you want, the better it will be, or the easier for me it will be to identify the more urgent things to, 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 uh, touch on. But yeah, anyways, thank you again. Welcome to the website. Hope you have a great week. Bye.